1: I run with a fabulous circle of live shows where I'm never unreasonably shady.
0: I've been married for 15 years to the guy who did my boobs and in no way is that relationship ever going to be in danger.
1: Wait a second, I was Ryan, did you get remarried? Why did nobody... Are you registered at your Patreon? Like, what is even going on? (laughs) Muscle tough, muscle of the day, you guys. It's Andy's Girls. It's episode. Go fuck yourself. I literally (laughs) have no idea. Um, I'm so excited to have a return guest for a special episode because my guest is... Is shut the fuck up. <laughs> Obviously, very special with a special announcement. Yes.
0: <laughs> You're
1: laughing so much. With a special announcement, you guys, it's Andy's girls. I think I just said that a second ago. Today, we're going to be a little kooky crazy. And why just really want to welcome back. Um, words are really hard for me today, but um, support and affection and energy is just spilling out you know my guest as host of the incredible podcast so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey and one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram I have just did I say the name of your pod right
0: Yeah, yeah, you did, yeah
1: I have continuously fucked it up So I am so proud to have this person on with a podcast I named correctly Welcome back to Annie's Girls, Ryan Bailey Ryan, how are you? AG
0: Nation! (laughs) It's a Monday It's a dreary Monday Woo! Woo! No, oh, I'm great. I'm great. God. I am. I am flying on uh, just so much goodwill during the holiday mm. season. And we have so much good Bravo and TV just yes. filling us up. Even if even if my own personal life is just horrid, there's so much good TV out there right now and so much good Bravo. So I am more than excited to be here. And I'm more than excited for the special announcement that Sarah made today. Today. That you guys need to know about. Why do I sound like Ron Pope? I feel. I feel like a. This is what you're gonna get. Not only are you gonna get the garden set, but if you order now, you're gonna get two <gasps> plates, decorative.
1: I am extremely into that vibe and that, Annette, and I can't, Ryan, words today. No. I, I went outside. I this don't is think what, my body But see, this is what, it.
0: when you drink over a long period of time, these things catch <laughs> up. Like, this is not.
1: Well, unless you're Dorinda. <laughs> um, listen, special announcement, guys. Or Marisol, made. by the way. Or, well, Marisol, you can't fucking tell a single thing. Marisol's like. Just save oh. whatever. Give me a little spout and some vodka and I'll be fine. And I don't think any of us would notice a single difference. No, I don't think any of us. that's would. why
0: she'll never be put on pause. She really handles her. Li- I hate to like, I hate to give her like a but it's like kind of a compliment. She really handles herself well with constantly drinking.
1: Yeah, I want to know honestly how much she actually drinks. I think maybe like a lot. A lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think she. I think she'll. I think she does it more than the recommended amount. That's what I'm gonna say. Like, I think she might.
1: And I am the kind of lightweight, guys. We'll get to that announcement in a second. <laughs> I'm the kind of person who I do get tipsy off of a glass of prosecco. So, like, the idea of having a hard liquor number one is like so scary for my tum. But like to have, like I've had, I've you know, like I've had like three glasses before like I'm, I'm crazy like but I just the idea of continuously drinking is like oh my god my insides just curdle I love it Sarah like you know I
0: sometimes I've had two or three white claws I mean I'll get crazy I'm not I know I've never why. had
1: white claw I've I literally have a white claw in the claw fist that says watch what happens live from
0: a visit when because they
1: gave us white closet and of course i didn't open it to me
0: a collector's item like i would it is
1: it's on my wall
0: by the way i do you guys for those of you don't know me i have the biggest collection of bravo crap memorabilia that you'll ever see in fact i found a first edition bethany frankel house of yes book um she wrote it yes yeah no sorry not house of yes uh the a place of yes i think a place of yes because yes. that was yes. making place fun of, yes. of the the comment that kelly made i
1: think house of yes was like a david duchovny movie whatever from you like know the what early yeah ons. i think whatever I think, right, fuck, him. Anyways, fuck him fuck
0: him this ain't about duchovny this is about frankel <laughs> and i was at a used bookstore and i find it open it up it was signed by bethany frankel <gasps> and and tell this this place was letting it go for five dollars
1: Feels pricey. And then
0: I was like, I immediately called the Smithsonian and I'm like, this is what I got. And I was like, yeah, what what are you willing to offer me for this? Mm-hmm. And they were like, they just immediately hung up. And I was like, there must be bad connection. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, are you interested in my Tom Girardi oil painting that I bought at auction oh with God. his brothers? I have so much Bravo crap that to me means everything. Just like all you listen to, like, you know, it means so much to us. These shows, like. So one time Tom Sandoval gave me the hair that Jax wore when they oh, all no. dress that when they not no not but when they remember when they all dress <laughs> up like old men with a makeup artist for Jax's yes, bachelor party? I do. Yes,
1: when I, I interviewed
0: do. Sandoval at his place, he's like he knew I was super he's like, do you want hey dude, do you want Jax's hair from that night? The old man hair, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Of course, I want Jax's old hair. So now I have the old hair stuffed in a mug, uh, uh, like a Dorinda mug, actually. And I was like, I thought I was like carrying, like you know, some like kind of original Bible or something. I was like, "This is so cool."
1: Why? Why did he hold on to that hair? That's the question that I have. Because he's a gene, dude.
0: Tom Sandoval mm-hmm. hold it like holds on to everything. He's like Kim Kardashian. He just doesn't have a storage space wow. for it. But when I asked when they li- remember in Vanderpump Rules, you guys when they lived in that two bedroom apartment and like the microwave and the the air they would always like short yeah, out it was the electricity. Terrible. I was right? like, how did you? When Ariana moved in, I was like, how did you fit all your cost? Because he had costumes for everything. Like he has multiple lightsabers, all this stuff. And I said, how do you? And he goes. Storage facility. He had a storage facility for all his extra costumes, even back in the day. This guy holds on to everything. He was showing me outfits they wore to award shows. And me, I'm, cause he has the original chunky sweater of Jax's. The original wow. first season. And I, I wow. was like, you want to, f- I mean, like, I felt like I was in the presence of God. Like, it was so amazing.
1: If only that was worth literally anything. That would be. But by the
0: way, when it's worth something, kind of when it's worth something in your, in your heart, heart, you can't put a price heart. tag on that. And by the way, some <laughs> of some of you guys for this special announcement might get to see certain memorabilia's uh, during whatever you're going to talk about that we're doing in January. <laughs> Oh no! This is not going to even make it to air, is it? This is not the even-
1: way that we are not promoting this special, <laughs> I love. I mean, I feel like the name of the episode literally might be special announcement. Um, we should probably make our special yeah. announcement. Yeah. Which I mean, if you are um, an Andy's Girls Patreon supporter or follow either of us on social media, you most assuredly saw news about this earlier today. But listen, guys, I'm so excited that Ryan Bailey and I are going to be hosting Andy's Girls Live, a new beginnings 2023 Kiki, which will be thursday january 5th at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific and patreon members currently have exclusive early bird access and a discount which will be available until wednesday january 14th at 1 p.m eastern wait 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 p.m. wait, wait. Pa- the, wait, wait. Uh, the
0: the spe- wait the discount's gonna last till January fourteenth. Isn't the show January fifth? Did I say? Did
1: you, I say January? You said January fourteenth. December. I'm a, You guys, shut up. Special announcement.
0: Who and am I'm I co-hosting testing? this live I, show with? My
1: God, this is what we're doing testing. right now. I'm just <laughs> testing to make sure that Ryan's listening, and he is. And so um, that special early bird discount, which you can find in your Patreon messages, lasts until this Wednesday, a.k.a. tomorrow, December 14th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard, when general admission goes on sale. So if you're a Patreon supporter, guess what? You got a little discount, and everybody else gets to buy tickets <laughs> yeah. on Wednesday, this Wednesday. What I what I will tomorrow. say, though,
0: uh, that Sarah might not be able to... This actually truly will be one of, I'm going to just say it out loud, going to be the funnest night of your life. Like that's, I will, I will I make that. Uh, I you know, agree. I, and by the way, if it is not, Tom Girardi is offering refunds for anybody that oh does not have God. the time of their life so on January sweet. 5th. No, but seriously, so sweet. I, I, I just want to let you know, I did a Patreon live uh, on my Patreon with my parents this weekend for a holiday party and I got nude during it. I did four shots of Patron with my dad. Uh, we talked oh about God. the night that they uh, made me as a son. They made you know, wow. one day. We, I'm telling you, and Sarah, by the way, the look of fear in her eyes right now is just like, wait, <laughs> I just, no, but I'm Absolute telling you. Absolute concern. Absolute. <laughs> this is, I'm willing to get arrested like to make it a good. Like vodka I don't drink. Yeah. No. no but I'm just saying I get I'm so excited for this and it's something to look forward for me in the new year so I hope I know this has probably been not a great sales pitch the excitement and energy we're that doing we're, great
1: we're, we're doing great but we're it's gonna be great. a blast
0: so come join us
1: you guys you can get your tickets uh starting general admission starting Wednesday December 14th I believe that is also known as tomorrow if you're listening to this episode today because today according to your Listening ears is in fact Tuesday the thirteenth, so tomorrow will be the next day. It's going so fast. Get tickets huh. at, at moment dot co. Moment dot slash andy's girls. Link will be in the show notes for this episode. Twelve dollar tickets. Sarah, you're saying you points. You're tickets.
0: saying uh, period uh, period co, not com. <laughs> I just want to make that
1: right. Okay. Moment. Yeah,
0: cuz people could get confused.
1: <laughs> CO/Andy's girls. It's so easy. It's in the show notes. It's on my Instagram bio. It's in your Patreon. Wait, are the, are the tickets really only $12? They really are only $12.
0: I think we should raise it like 14 or fifty. Like what are, what are we doing here? What are we, what
1: are General <laughs> admission is twelve dollars. And if you buy tickets day of they're fifteen. And also you can buy on-demand tickets. So you can't tell me I live in Australia different time zone. I can't attend. Cause guess what, guys? You can buy an on-demand ticket when you get up to a week, seven days to watch the show after. And yeah, it's video. So you get to see the cloth. Do you have a name, Ryan, for your special place where you put your, Jax's hair? It's
0: it's called public storage, yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, great. That'll be a fun background for everybody. (laughs) And you guys, it's going to be a really fun show. It's also a great way to support Andy's Girls in 2023 because I have been told that I am continuing this podcast into the new year.
0: Yeah, you guys, you've heard so far, Sarah needs this. Come on, let's, Sarah needs this. Let's let's pull together in a time of need. Like, this is the holidays and this is when you go, like, let's not look just inward, but let's try to help outward, you know?
1: I mean, in honor of Hanukkah, minimum buy of eight tickets, right? because of the oil and I stuff I feel
0: like I'm going to buy like 200 and try to sell on StubHub. I'm going to try to raise this thing. I want to yeah, I want to create you're not getting it I want to create a comp. Taylor Swift era <laughs> sensation. I want to get I want to get Ticketmaster in trouble. Yes. I want to get moments. Yes.
1: Yes. Um. Shout out, by the way, to Moment. I'm so excited to be doing this moment, my first ever moment with Moment. Um. So I'm so excited. Please buy your tickets. Um. Asap. And it's gonna be. I'm very, very excited, Ryan. You know, I'm obsessed with you, so I think it's gonna be a great. Yeah. Show, and by the way, I you notice. guys,
0: I know I'm being super silly, but I, I actually do. I can talk normally, which you'll see in a second. So I just allegedly, want to say, uh, guys, Sam, allegedly I'm hoping. Sam. I've got a meeting with a, a Toastmasters uh, over the uh, holiday, and they're going to try to help me piece my speaking yes. together after a couple of years of doing the show. But yes, no, Friars I can guarantee Club you can't wait. <laughs> wait. Oh my God! What should we roast each other? Should we... No, then... we should
1: not. We are not doing that. And Absolutely then you just, not. You
0: watch a grown man cry live, like where you're just like, ow.
1: You know, that is one of the reasons... Here's a question for you. So I have always said that the one person I would truly not want to have... Maybe there's like a short list of five. Who I would not want to interview is Ramona. Because I think that she would, even without trying, make me cry. Is there a guest who you would just never... Like a Bravo leg (laughs) where you're like, they would just light me on fire. I wouldn't be able to survive it.
0: I... I don't think any of these people like could light me on fire, but I never want to speak to Lisa Rinna or Erica Jane. I just don't think I don't. I personally, after like I did full recaps of that, like the last couple of seasons and I've just grown. I'm so passionate for Beverly Hills. But as a character arc, I feel like they've stalled out a lot. And Rinna, mm. Rinna, to me, coming from an acting background like you do, I just felt like it was mm-hmm. a caricature on top of a caricature where it was like she was at, trying to remember how... It's like when you do a character voice and then you go away from it for a couple of years and you're trying to remember how to do the voice again. And she'd be like... Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's too loud, too much, too much. Right. And you know, even if from a soap opera background, you would imagine soap opera directors would be like... You're doing too much. Calm down. You've already got the part. You're already mm-hmm. here. You do not need to push this hard. And to do what I still hold it personally that we made the final storyline about footage that we never saw from a Sprinter van. Yet this week, Salt Lake City, if you are like two weeks ago, they're in a Sprinter van. I counted 93 cameras in that Sprinter van. Oh that Sprinter God. van was so loaded up with cameras. So I know it's possible. Or Potomac when Ashley, Ashley Darby. Doing the Lord's work. Ashley, what a saint to literally put record on her phone and do what needed to be done. And that's that's like where I was like, does bonus have like do Bravo have like a bonus program when Ashley does something like Mm. that? You get an extra five hundred bucks because I was like, that's so helpful.
1: It is. And it gets into this, you know, the idea of Erica. I think I find myself feeling complicated feelings about, you know, regarding her continued gig with B.H. because I do want to see... I, I don't feel like I'm done with her storyline quite yet. But Rinna, I feel like so much of the interest in Rinna continuing is based on her past history as the woman who's, like, there and has no, you know... Um, Own it. Own it, baby. Own it. Hey. And owns it and is all about taglines. And at a certain point, I just wonder, like is it possible to not remove what has been a very successful turn on Beverly Hills and also right and also acknowledge that it it has in fact become exhausting
0: okay you you're you're completely right and it's even just like i, I mean i'm not going to spoil anything for the people that haven't seen white lotus but i will say character's journeys do have to come to an end and it might be sad And, but at the same time, they've done like Lisa Rinna has done such amazing work on that show, but at a certain point, if you're not going to try to grow as a character, and I don't even mean like fake grow, like Jack said, like, you know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like working on myself, you know, like. I mean, really, if we really see somebody dig in, but Rina, season after season, I feel she's repeated herself now for three seasons of doing the same. And so that's why it's getting more grading. Erica mm. Jane, you're right on. But the only thing I wonder about Erica is that. Well, are you gonna share it? Cause like I got dicked out every day this week. I get dick, but we never even saw a shadowy figure outside of her house. Let me see somebody. Let me see a shadowy figure walk into her pool house where she lives. Let me see that happen. I want to see Erica Jane date. I want to see Erica Jane go back on tour. But I'm like, is she gonna let us see it? Cause she talks a big game, but then we don't see any of it.
1: Well, it feels a little bit. Here is a very strange comparison. But it feels a little bit like the ways that we experience Robin on Potomac when she's not with Giselle. She becomes a different person <laughs> yeah, and yeah. to me is like more empathetic, more oh. personal, and maybe more herself. And with Erica and Rinna, I'm like, if you take out Erica Jane from the cast, to me, Rinna doesn't change at all. If you take out Rinna, to me, it opens up. Potential pathways to Erica, including the fact that she no longer has her primary body. That's brilliant.
0: That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Right? Like there there is something to
1: be said with that. Like there is the the idea that there's still potential. And Rin, not only is Rinna a barrier to plot moving forward, but she's actually doing her allies a disservice because she's so protective. She refuses to acknowledge the reality of how how potentially the audience feels, the cast feels, and she, spoiler alert, guys, favorite word, weaponizes a lot of understandable responses against other people on the show. And it's like, if you remove that, the show could genuinely get more interesting and doesn't have to rely on moments that feel tired.
0: Sarah, Rinna now like she's more, you know, this, these shows have been on, been on for like decades and some, like, you know, we're getting close yeah, to like two decades, decades for some of these, yeah. you know, and which is amazing and I wanted to continue but you cannot deny that the, it is mutated in such a way and when you have somebody that's like Lisa Rinna, it becomes like a, a, a game, it becomes like Survivor mm-hmm. where it's not a study of these women anymore, it's a study of like you saying weaponizing other words. So Rinna in her head is playing chess, even though I think it's like more like checkers and she is trying to like, like she's piecing things together and we just get into this, like you're not producing the show. Also there is a thing that Andy was talking about with Bethany, Frankel and Jeff last week on watch what happens live of Mm. getting close to producers. Even if these producers do keep their distance to a degree I'm sorry, that's just not how work situations work. You are going to be friendly with these people. You are going to have feelings towards them as a producer, towards a castmate, and vice versa, where sometimes I feel like that even needs to be switched up here and there, where, you know, because, Kyle, like, listen, Kyle is best friends with Evolution. Kyle is like, I mean, that's why I think we might actually get a Freddie Mellencamp return at some point, because they've been pushing it so hard on the People's mm-hmm. Choice Awards red carpet, you guys, they were asked these questions, and Erica, Jane, and Kyle were a- a- answering together, and they're like, mm-hmm. Who would you like to see return? And they were like, Fred and Teddy Millicam, of course. And I'm like, dude, that might happen one day. Like, we're all, we all kind of listen, Teddy is a representation of a housewife that we've seen over and over again where they get let go and they keep wanting to be in this until they get back in. So sometimes I do feel bad for Teddy because we use her as that main example, Um, but we see it with everybody and we see that it works because Tamara got back on the show. Teddy, I mean, it makes me curious, but I just think Rinna might need to take a break, but I would only want her to take a break if Erica would actually be willing to share her life. And now she's more of a Gina Casita character Which is interesting, Mm -hmm. like to actually talk about somebody was making fun of the dress she wore at the People's Choice Award, saying that they found it online for seventeen dollars. And I was like, I don't give a F. Like, good for her. I'm glad she's not spending a lot of money. She shouldn't be. Like, why why are we gonna make fun of her seventeen dollar dress when it's like, Oh good, well, I hope she is saving her money now. Like I was I I was and I'm not an Erica Jane huge fan, but I was proud of her in that moment. I was like, Good for you, girl. Like use like Come on, I'm an old Navy man myself. I'm like, yeah, affordable. You you know, look great being affordable. Yeah, I mean, we'll juxtapose
1: that with what Jen Shaw is doing by bringing her glam on these, like, random-ass trips. And it's like, well, yeah, The I mean, not to compare the situations, which are very, very different, but there is the idea here that at a certain point a person should at least perform a respect for money, considering the fact that they've maybe been using someone else's, regardless of their knowledge. And... um. So I think that it's important and helpful to see a change and an adjustment in Erica's lifestyle, which would seemingly come with the realization that her life ideally should look a little bit different and it hasn't yet but the producer point is so interesting because i think we've seen a few different versions of it and bethany on that i did a literal like 75 minute patreon episode only about that watch what happens oh dude i did it on bethany my i did it on
0: my main feed on friday and i got hate mail from like oh, hard- did you? oh from hardcore bethany van bethany's oh, oh hard and by God. the way you got it's like so funny it's like guys it, it it you know fandoms are so fun and interesting in a way because it's like at the end of the day it's like i'm sorry that i i am i'm sorry that your favorite is not my favorite like i'm mm. i'm sorry like i i wish i wish it was But at times she has been like there have been like I was a Bethany ever after fan. I was a Bethany. I, you know, I loved her watching her journey. It's just like now with the recap podcast and all of that stuff, it reminds me of the Kardashians away in a way when I'm like, do you leave anything on the table? Like, do you just want to gobble up everything like Pac-Man and just keep eating everything? And that's why I appreciated Jeff's uh acerbic humor which he always this is not new for jeff lewis to give her no it's i didn't feel like it was an ambush because how do you ambush somebody that's ambushed everybody in the past like bethany knows how to handle herself she is not a wilting flower by any means and that's why i thought it was interesting that she was like i didn't feel like I was ambushed but my daughter and my team did and then i was like what do we what an interesting narrative to place out there when you're one of the strongest female characters i've ever seen on housewives
1: yeah, it's an odd thing to go on the show and have coined the phrase of like you can't play both smart and stupid and then do that in real time, yes. which was an interesting experience. So all this to say, I I did a full episode just talking about that uh, about that. Watch what happens because I found it so nuanced and so interesting, focusing specifically on Bethany and Jeff's responses after the episode aired. When Jeff the called audience her became and apologized. Involved.
0: Jeff called her and apologized.
1: And Andy called and it was a whole other thing. And all that being said, the the point was actually slightly different, which was focusing on Bethany's um, guidance to people at the end of the episode, which you mentioned and noted the idea of ensure make sure you remember that the producers are not your friends. And we have seen it's something that the producers never forget or seemingly don't allow to get between um, a friendship. Uh, show ship and producing and like creating good television. We saw that on Salt Lake City with whatever happened with Lisa Barlow. And, you know, <laughs> either it was a boom outside the door, or as she and Jeff actually discussed on his show, likely potentially a producer who promised her they weren't mic'd and in fact were. And what we watched. Go down on Miami, which to me was not oh. about allegiances in any way, but really making sure that you have eyes out of all of the corners of your head. By the way,
0: what, what she's referring to you guys for the, those that don't have Peacock. is I the, mean. the no, no. But I just want to the fourth. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's very it's well played at this point, but it just came out on Thursday. And this is Tuesday when you listen to this. Sure. But the fourth episode of Realize Was in Miami, uh they put out four on Thursday and they're all I mean, truly truly a gift. And it, it's so smart because it actually does make you have to go get Peacock because you want to be part mm-hmm. of the conversation. Um, mm-hmm. but the very end they have a hot mic moment, a very JoGiodici Gio in Italy moment where the camera, the can I mean it's like a Blair witch project. The camera work, the mic, and Lenny's like, you know, like he's talking to his buddy. And at first they're talking about the death of their dog, you know, and he's very he's more emotional about the dog than he is his wife. And he's like, uh no, you know do, do, does uh do, does she know? No, no, nobody knows. No, nobody knows. And he goes, Did, you're on, you on mic right now?" Yep. Uh aren't you afraid they're going to hear that's why I'm, I'm whispering, whispering, man. That's why what I'm whispering. What wrong. an idiot.
1: Literally. I wouldn't let, let that guy literal. touch my boobs. I'd be in that big I mean, of an idiot. That's, the, <laughs> that's also, though, the helpful thing in having people on Housewives who think that they're above Housewives or who don't watch Housewives because that's when the game is played. The idea that you can still be above this and have control over it and maybe not care. I mean, at a certain point. <laughs> did he want to get caught it is entirely possible that he did because the wheel like the the train was coming off the tracks this all happened as we're repeatedly told on these episodes Within weeks oh, of they, each they other. They do this
0: brilliant um uh brilliant editing, you guys, where at the end of the first couple episodes they show like three weeks next, three weeks and they show the fight, the like little pieces of the fight. Two weeks between away, Lisa and Li- you know, and you're but it it fills us with this tension, which is just such a great tool for like for for housewives that I love and for narrative storytelling. And for yeah. narrative storytelling. But you, what you're talking about though is there's a long been a rumored of people that go on the show to break up their marriages, to give it that extra oomph like I went on the show to end my marriage and there is this thought in the back of my head that this helps Lenny get out of this and also I think he's trying to be play sympathetic like oh she's uh, you know it's everything she goes out she spends all my money and I have to stay here and then he introduces the fact that he goes well I don't you know I don't want to have sex with her because I would be cheating on the real person I love
1: okay let's let's talk about this. So the idea of potentially going on housewives to end a marriage in it can be literally that. It can also be women who are in relationships and in environments and positions where they are financially dependent on their husbands who aren't or partners, but we've seen overwhelmingly heteronormative relationships exist on housewives. So it could be a husband, a partner, or a, whomever where they are financially dependent on that other person they go on housewives not thinking that because of housewives i'm going to leave my marriage but because they are able to have financial independence for some of them for the first time in a long time in their adult lives that they are able to make decisions and determinations that they might not have felt safe or comfortable or able to do Otherwise, and there's also the idea that like maybe that spouse looks at them a different way because the power structure in the relationship has shifted. There is that like whisper campaign of keep everything in order because if you don't, I I am going to silo off access. I do think that's a part of it. I don't think it's necessarily like I'm going to go. I think it's a subconscious realization or the ability to make a decision that they might not have made ordinarily with Lenny and Lisa I don't necessarily see it as him agreeing to do the show so that he could leave the show but I I think it's sort of close to what happened with Kelsey and Camille where he had Kelsey allegedly had already been in a relationship Oh you guys prior. that season of
0: Beverly Hills was so dark when he, when he goes to Victor Victoria the, the Broadway opening and she's there going backstage it's like oh Oh remember they they went to Broadway to watch him in Victor Foe. Victoria yeah. oh, I thought it was, oh Vic I thought it was Victor. okay look. anyways No
1: uh, But it's okay it doesn't matter. but like the like uh, When going Kelsey Grammer was in him. Rent yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, 100%. Um, but, like, there is the moment of him just disregarding her and saying, essentially, shoo. And also that incredibly iconic and also depressing moment of the camera capturing them just as normal people would getting out of a limo, doing things, you know, getting out in different exits through different doors, but it representing the idea of them moving into different directions. I think of Lenny and Lisa. And I think more of that, which is like, obviously Lenny is checked out as Kelsey was. Obviously they were both engaged in affairs as filming was going on. And I don't know that they were necessarily thinking this will lead to our divorce, which is maybe the thing that I've wanted, but to this point not said out loud aside to my you know, girlfriend, who I'm sure I'm promising that this will happen. Maybe it's just like my spouse will be distracted so I can do more of the thing that I want. Obviously, Lenny wanted out. Obviously, as we now know, Kelsey wanted out. But I don't know that they're thinking like this will definitely lead to that. I think that they're thinking this is going to give me more time to like fuck someone else. This is going to give me more time to like have the fun. Or there was, and I think,
0: and this is truly dark. I think in Kelsey's case, even there was, I think he rewrote history a little bit where he did the show. So she could have a little something when he left her, she could have a little, it's possible. you know, like, 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 it's possible. I'm, I, it's in, a in weird end, fucking way to do end, it. I'm but a it's hetero, possible. in the end. I'm a hetero hero in the end. I'm doing, you know, like, I feel like there's this bizarre, uh, idea. Hero. Like like Kelsey, like, I'm still being bold for this woman I used to love. Like, I want you to have your own little something on the side, which is housewives. So once I'm gone, you still have this. You still have a platform while I go off with other women and divorce you. you. I'm not leaving you with nothing. I participated in the first season, and I gave my star power to that. And now, good luck. Almost like kind of leaving.
1: I think about that less in terms of, like, Sexuality with heteronormativity, and more in terms of just like gender dynamics of like yeah, yeah, hetero is the wrong word. It it, it was it was like a a, yeah, like being the manly man, right? A hundred percent. Which, honestly, speaking of White Lotus, which we both watched, like the second season of White Lotus was very, very much to me focused on um, the gender norms and gender politics when it comes to marriage and sex, like the ways that people. Interpret or misinterpret intention or action or behavior, and the different dynamics that you might have in your marriage or well, relationship. Well, the Aubrey Plaza relationship fa- yeah, compared to the other
0: relationship, you really got to see. Two pe you know, it's like, I, I just think it's so we always forget about relationships that there still are two separate people in that relationship. Sure. We always treat them as one and you always treat them as like a single mind. We're all, we're on a single brain now and you get to see with shows like this. And that's why I'm appreciative to Mike White or, or even housewives. Sometimes you get to see two separate people either completely in groupthink and on track or completely starting to fall apart and you can see it. Like, that's why I love uh, anything on TV or film because the camera by some weird magic, some weird alchemy picks up the thoughts behind our eyes. Like we, you see it, like you can see what somebody feels if they say, Hey, but you can tell deep down, if you look in their eyes, that's not a happy. Hey, like, that's what I think is so amazing about this. And especially with white Lotus, how they just uh, projected relationships in such a way that, uh, So successfully, that we don't get to see as successful on other shows.
1: Yeah, and I think the focus, what was so helpful and interesting about White Lotus is really, you know, Mike White has done such an incredible job of often, um, there's an appreciation that he has, I think, for a woman's perspective and for her individual autonomy or fighting against, uh, you know, dependence or whatever it is, or just showing other choices and other lives not necessarily as one being better than the other that there's like a respect I think that he has for all different kinds of women that I think is really great to see and what I continue to love about Housewives is the idea and the knowledge and the fact that like at the end of the day this is not Lenny's story that we are watching being told it's Lisa's and that sucks for fucking Lenny I mean in all the ways but like (laughs) it's it's not great for him when it comes to the PR game
0: Lenny He's playing the catch-up Instagram comment game. Lenny's yeah, playing. Lenny's so still, and it's like at this point, dude, just. At this I mean, like at this point, like leave it alone, man, you've lost yeah. this. There's so many people in the world, just like, just you don't, don't try to win us over. You're done. Like you're done. Like, I don't, I don't need any more. Just, there's plenty of people you can go harangue and bother with your new girlfriend. You don't need to win us over because there's never going to be a chance at this point. You're never going to come back on the show and there's not going to be a need for you unless we're going to be doing divorce trial stuff next season. Um, but I don't know, but also the Mike White thing that I really appreciate how, um, so well intersected, you know, even the male form is as much as the female form. Like, I love that he integrates everything so perfectly, like the appreciation of the male form as much as the appreciation of the female form. Oh yeah. You mean like
1: in sex scenes that are usually mostly like Like, women's naked bodies? It's it's so perfectly integrated. Yeah, it is.
0: I think it's just this really perfect blend of I mean I live in Los Angeles the perfect blend of what I see on a, a day-to-day basis not sex but just in, in life um I don't know I just think it, it it's one of those examples I went and looked I went and did a deep dive on Mike White last night because I was so mad that it was mm-hmm. so good that I was like who was on the writer's room for this? And then I was like, there's got to be a writer's room and it's just him. And I was like, how dare this guy be this damn good? How dare this guy?
1: He's good. Have you seen Enlightened? You should watch Enlightened if you haven't. Oh, good. I mean, but also
0: talking about reality shows, you guys, he did a season of Survivor. He did a season of Amazing Race. Like Mm -hmm. this guy knows humanity and he knows how to like, that people play games and people have objectives and it's, I don't know, I just geek out on it.
1: Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right. German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villarosa, Rosa, obvs. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. And speaking of people playing games, I mean, going back to the Lenny of it all, there's, um, there was some sort of line that Dr. Wendy said, which I 100% agreed with, in conversation with Robin, maybe? In Potomac? I don't know if I'm making this up. Oh, when they
0: apologized last night?
1: Right. Which I think, it was something along the lines of, like, a drunk person speaks a sober heart yes, or something. Yes, that, that was like, it
0: exactly. That was it exactly. It.
1: It, and... I found I find myself thinking there's a version of that when it comes to fame. Like there are ways that fame can change a person. But when it comes to like Lenny in particular, I just find all of this really revealing. Not the idea that fame changes a person, but that the platform of this show is really and the platform of social media is very much revealing who he is and maybe who he's always been like divorce can I I have not been divorced before but I can certainly you'll get get there you'll get there thank you I I can't wait I I have
0: it's amazing it's so good
1: I've heard so many great things about it on Yelp I can't wait um but there's the obviously there's an idea which you can speak to of like the ways that you become I, I would think your own worst enemy when it comes to divorce and the way that you look at this person that you thought would potentially you'd be with forever as the person you must like seek and destroy. Like I can't imagine the rage and anger that some people feel, not everyone that we're seeing come out with Ashley and Michael. We're obviously seeing this play out in real time with Lenny and Lisa. Could you
0: imagine Michael Darby right now seeing these pics with Luke Golbranson? Like even Michael Darby has to realize, Oh fuck. Like that's a hot dude. Like I would, like if I'm telling you, I've had times in my life where girls have, gone for the better looking dude. Never like a Luke Gulbransen, but like all, you know, and you're very aware of it as a man. Like that's our bullshit that we carry with us. We're very aware. And even Michael Darby has to be like, Oh, Oh, Oh no. Oh no. You know, like every picture I always, that fascinates me because you, I know that has to eat at him. You, we know Michael Darby. He, you know, like that is a man that's like, oh, shit! I I would be so curious to read their text message exchanges over the last month.
1: I think it would be fascinating. And I also have to say, like, there are moves that you can make when you're in the public, um, you know, on the public stage that you could make because you're making it. You could make it for attention. You could make it for revenge. And it just kind of gets into this idea of when it comes to relationships and the disillusion of them, how much of this is happening because of the show or just truly through the journey of being on the show and how much of watching this breakdown is affecting that person's response. Like, what is changing this person? Is it is, is this person being changed? Is it being heightened because of this playing out on reality TV? Is it just showing some, like, broken pieces that have always existed or existed for a while inside of these relationships. Like what's the recipe here? Well, do you ever, you ever,
0: in your opinion, has there ever been a person that we've seen actually change for the better on these shows. That's not like been like BS, like, Oh, I'm a work in progress. Like Lisa or like, have you ever seen somebody that you're like, wow, this person has actually made definitive changes in their life. And I can see the improvement even on 43 minutes of television each week.
1: Um, I know that I have, I literally know that I have, but it, it typically comes to, not necessarily in marriages or relationships, but sometimes it's like watching someone go through a sober journey. That's what or... I'm saying. For
0: me, it's Carl from Winterhouse and summerhouse for me, totally. for me, it's like the, here's somebody that we watch and what I, I, you know, I don't know if you cover Winterhouse, but like I, what I found fascinating about their visit, uh, him and Lindsay, you guys, when they visited the winter house was that you see a man, like you actually see somebody for the first time, try to make steps, Like from like Mm. making his bed in the morning, drinking water. Like I'm going to put myself out of these situations where I didn't go to season one of winter house. Like, and then he puts himself in these situations and he's having a good time. And he said, he even says, in a talking head, like, I wanted to show these people the new me and the new, you know, but he's like, but I'm so glad to get out of there. And I was like, but I love that because he's so proud of his new life and he's so protective of it that only two days is probably all you need. Cause like, I think Carl like genuinely goes, man, I really want to be better. And we've seen that idea been thrown around on all Bravo shows, but rarely do we see anybody take active steps and pull Mm -hmm. themselves out of the spotlight. Like that's why I get worried about the next season of summer house in February, because I'm like, Oh, man, I hope this is like I truly this is what I stay in bed at night and I worry about. Like, I hope Carl can like I don't want to see a fight between Carl and Lindsay or like they make Lindsay drink and then Carl gets up. Like I, I those are the because th- I, I I think it's so admirable. Like I actually look up to Carl's journey where I'm like, dude, he is putting the work in and we don't see anybody on Bravo usually putting the work in.
1: Well, I mean, so much about Housewives is externalizing thoughts that most people would keep internal. (laughs) I mean, producers make them. No, they make them truly, And when you think about the different ways that people experience addiction, in some ways, and obviously every journey is different, but for many people, a lot of the focus on whatever a person is experiencing addiction with of... um, having internal feelings and turning to this thing to help soothe you or calm you or comfort you or reward you as a replacement for using external words or actions. Like there's the external and internal and there's a connection there that can exist when we're talking about addiction and then shifting away from that. When we're talking about externalizing internal thoughts and feelings, there is a way to do that in a way that can become positive for a person's relationship even on reality tv like we don't know the ending of how this is going to go with julia and martina but i think that there's something very powerful in julia who maybe would be communicating this in her real time real life if cameras weren't there but we don't know that that's a question for her to answer uh, or even consider But the way that she's externalizing and saying, I feel groundless. I feel like the foundation that I had created is being taken away from me and no one else is here. And as a result of that, I don't want you to suggest dinner. I don't want you to become the connective thread. You're not enough. And that is that is the feeling that Martina may well feel, even if Julia doesn't intend for that to be the communication she's stating. But because she's on this show and has to communicate how she's feeling, that or have a conversation about why she's not, it can push forward movement. And sometimes that's productive, and sometimes it goes in a different direction. But I think it's an incredible opportunity to look back on that or to realize after the fact wow, this thing that I said, maybe I didn't know that's how I felt. Maybe I was focusing on other things as a way to, maybe that's where the animals come in, as a way to not have to communicate the pain that I'm in. And the opportunity of sharing that in a group setting is really powerful and can be really positive.
0: I mean, I think so, but I don't think they realize it can be powerful and positive. I mean, they might be sold that bill of goods from the producers, but I think you're right. I mean, and first off, who else has wanted to get into farming since they watched these first four episodes? I've been like no. listen man oh no, no. what are you t- in <laughs> not the, the closita, you got four, five chickens running around you're <laughs> no, getting I'm eggs good. every day I'm, no i'm okay <laughs> but it is interesting this is another form of relationship that we see not at a crossroads necessarily and i will say the only thing that's like about bravocon i was at the miami panel And Martina was there and she took her back, you know, it's like, you can tell these people really love each other, even with like Candace and Chris, that's been a big storyline on Potomac this season. And I will say there was one moment that I, I've told my audience about, like I was staying at the hotel, the Gansworth where they were all staying at. So I would just book it to the, the, the big, the bar at the top of the, thing where everybody was and it was the very final night and it was wild like Vicki Gundelson and Meredith Marks were sitting with like Caroline Stanberry and her dude and I-, I saw this moment was with Candace and Chris and they were had both had their feet kicked up by themselves mm. and they were just cuddling vibing like oh, they were so just neat. you know like those moments when you're like they don't even th- then it's me creepily watching I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah, color. No, but it was really nice because it was like, you know those things where you're like, well, that's actually very real. Like what I'm watching right now. Like and they're not they they're not they they weren't even like, let's do this for people watching. It was like a very sparse mm-hmm. crowd up there, and they were just sitting back and they were just kind of like liking each other. And that's what it's in, it was interesting to see that moment and then compare it with the season that I'm currently watching and go just like, man, that is wild. It really I mean, like, listen, you can fool me a thousand times, but it, I'm like, man, this they, they seem like they really like each other.
1: <laughs> well, and quiet doesn't sell. You know, Housewives is all about loud. It's all about noise. So to see those quiet moments where there's a recognition, like, these are people, it's its a hard thing because we consider they are performers. They are archetypes. They Some of them become pop culture icons, people known. But, like, these are also people who are living their lives. Sometimes we feel like participants in that life because we feel like such active warriors, but these are also people who are like navigating relationships.
0: Dude, that's why, that's why Bravo con, like as much as I loved it and I can't wait to go back. It was also like, it kind of rocked my foundation in some ways because I was like, Oh shit. Like they, these aren't AI, like, this is real, like, they're actual real, pe- like, I got to see some real moments where I was like, oh, and it it, it doesn't do, because I do a mainly comic show with, there's, I make some mm-hmm. points here and there, but, you know, like, uh, but... It was wild to watch real moments where you're like, oh, I shouldn't even be watching. This actually affects how I view them overall on the show, the moments that I'm seeing in real life. And I found that true. That's that's when you get all meta with it, you guys, where I'm always like, I want to show about the producers. I want to show about them putting the show together, about the hard conversations they have, about the edit, because we know they get the the castmates get the edit a week before it comes out, usually. And Mm -hmm. I always want to know the emails that they get after or the text messages they get after, uh, you know, after an episode is watched. Like Matt Anderson is the executive producer of Miami and he's a super nice dude, like really, really nice guy. But I always wonder how stressed out they get when a season opens and they know these hard moments that are going to make a thousand memes a thousand podcasters are going to talk about it. It might hit national news. Like, do they fear the reaction that's going to come their way from a Lenny or even a Lisa, even though she's painted as the good? I mean, she's complimenting Lenny's weight loss. And all, we all know it's he's losing his weight for his new girl, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, I think it's there's I'm sure there's a lot of politics when it comes to like relationship stewardship and also making sure that these people are okay because a lot of us are going to say that so-and-so is a piece of shit and like a terrible person which is
0: an easy thing to do too you know it's so easy to say a person's a piece of shit
1: sure and how do you navigate that and then from a um from a strategic place, how do you make sure that person is okay so that maybe they're okay, but also so that they're okay to continue filming? I think it's layered and nuanced, but I also think, like, when it comes to Candace, when you talk about examples of positive growth, obviously she's a complicated person, which most housewives are, but even the ways she was talking on the new episode about um, the, how she views her relationship with her, with her mom, I thought was so... Incredible to see, like, her talking about the fact that she has let go of the ideal when it comes to the relationship with her mom and has understood to like accept my mom where she is, but also prepare yourself. Like, the ways that my mom might press buttons and might trigger me, it's still going to happen. How do I? Step out of this a little bit, so that it wounds a little less, and find other ways to have a relationship with her. I thought it was incredible. Oh yeah, the
0: speech she gave at the NBA. I was like, that's what a, what an interesting example of like pulling the the good thing that you get from your family members. Yeah, like highlighting the good thing, real coming to a place of acceptance. And by the way, that's what I say because I was very pro Team Monique a couple of years ago. And what I mm. love about all Housewives shows is that it allows us to change our minds. It yeah. like like this season especially with Candace I've had a new appreciation for Candace that I have not had because I've had such a uh mm-hmm. scarring reaction from the I Monique whole season yep. but it is interesting and it's kind of something I love because yeah I noticed and also this is kind of jokey but also kind of not why doesn't she like why doesn't she advertise like triangle tears and have it be like tissues no. in that timeout Wait no. what do you mean Triangle Tears.
1: Yeah, no, she could. Tear triangle could do a tissue. Tissues. She's a superstar, Ryan. She's not working She's about worldwide.
0: Kleenex. Just She's like worldwide. She's worldwide. Just like you. You're worldwide.
1: I mean, you know, the Candace of it all is really interesting when it comes to like understanding and appreciating her. But I also think you have to be open to that. And one of the... Subcategory taglines of ag or at least a spiritual motto has been for a while normalize changing your mind based on new information and the way that you know bethany stan sent you hate because you what are you doing are you taking a photo
0: (laughs) i'm not gonna post it i'm not gonna i just always like to take i I like to take i like to take a photo when i've done something just to say i did it you
1: know no i think that's good to do that right right inside the very middle of it and not after it's done but i i think that like when <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to like the Bethany of it all. Sure, there's the ability for people to disagree with you and yeah. do so vehemently. There's also the perspective that, like, maybe if we take a little bit of a step outside of ourselves and our own guttural instincts to like protect and defend, which some of these women need and deserve, like the idea of like let's open up other spaces, either the ability to withstand disagreement without trying to punish that person for stating an opinion outside your own, or the ability to be like, wow, this person I had a lot of feelings for. And it doesn't mean that they were necessarily wrong. Maybe they were right at that time. But I'm allowing myself, which I think is a positive thing, to like stretch that other person's uh, own level of humanity well, when like, housewives
0: speak that's they keep saying giving grace Get, you know I, i'm giving myself grace
1: that's exactly it i think that giving grace can be so helpful and sure it's like uh, um understanding and appreciating other aspects of a person a- absolutely but that just helps our own journey as human people, and like understanding that no one as sim- is as simple as their housewives archetype, and how lucky are we that to be given the time and further seasons in which to see them expand. If if, if
0: if you're willing, I mean, we're we're we get to be active audience members. But do you think Larza is thinking that deeply about her journey? Besides, like the like it's, I always
1: they shouldn't be. They sh- if they are thinking. In the terms that we are, which is so inside baseball, you would not be able to have the kind of housewives that I enjoy. It would be incredibly technical (laughs) and flawed. Yeah,
0: Everybody would just be silent. It would just be scenes of silence. Like, nobody would be talking.
1: Right, but the whole purpose of, like, AG is not necessarily – it's, of course, exploring the psychology behind – Uh, what we're watching on Housewives but it's really just as much about if not much more about our own interpretation and how our experiences as people inform that. So like with Larsa, I'm not looking for Larsa to go on a spiritual journey. I'm because every cast is different and not everybody is going to take that path nor should they. People aren't Universal. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not, and that's to assume a goal that not everybody has. And that's a gift, included. by the way, that we're
0: not all universal. That's a gift that we're all different.
1: Right. So it's like, right. Yeah. There's a curiosity that I have about certain people that I might not have with others, which is, also, a, a potential conversation and open for debate, and a, and a curiosity that housewives have for each other va- versus their own journey and their own life and interests, which is also an interesting conversation to have.
0: You said something interesting earlier. Um, uh, well, first, while
1: you were taking a photo, while you were taking a photo, uh, of the
0: shut up, shut up. dude, I was about the sh- <laughs> anyways. Uh, show he on pops January 6th, everybody, everybody, everybody. <laughs> Everybody go get tickets to our show
1: January 5th, which is also known as Erev Jen Shaw sentencing. And I hope to attend that sentencing here in New York city the night before.
0: Oh, it's yeah. The Eve Jen Shaw Eve.
1: Yeah. Erev is like a whole. Are you, are you
0: okay? You said something earlier about like social media and housewives, you know, and like when you're in that vortex, but what I find interesting about that vortex too, is that this isn't a penal colony. They're not sentenced to this for life. They don't have to go online. They don't have to sign up for the show. They know the pain and the change it can cause in their families and their personal life, but they still readily sign on. Even Lenny, like we said, is like playing that Instagram game, like commenting to strangers, like comment like to complete strangers, and there is a decision where. You guys, he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't have, he's not signed to a contract where it says you have to like get into conversations with strangers on Instagram. I always find that interesting in the human brain of what makes us want to do these things. Want to be, is it just the spotlight? Is it, is it just the defense of yourself? Is it just, it always seems so convoluted in my mind because you can just like, some people just walk away. Some people just go, wow, I'm glad I'm still alive. I will walk away and try to rebuild. But I, I find it fascinating. These people, they always want to stay on. Like, I think we saw this, see this with Rena a little bit where she's so addicted to the game. She's so addicted to the camera. She's so addicted to where I feel like she would have withdrawals if she wasn't on a season or, or what Heather Gay is going through right now on this season of salt Lake. I feel her psychology, I mean, what did you think about her even in this last episode with going back and forth? Like Jen, you're my friend to, you know, telling Dana banana and Angie, uh, Angie H of that, you know, where she was like, well, Jen, I've had a lot of problems with her. And it's like, choose a lane. I feel like Heather is at this weird crossroads of like, I don't think she's ever been popular, popular before. And all of a sudden everybody loves you and you want to be part of the cool kids club. And, it's hard, like it's an adjustment. Like the, it's like the air is not right. So we see Heather making these wild back and forth movements and she does. It's, it's like she has two left feet. She doesn't know how to dance. She doesn't know how to, like, we're seeing this confusion, which we didn't see in Heather Gay those first two seasons. And I genuinely was worried because I, I first was like, what the hell is Jen Shaw doing to these ladies? Like, it reminded me of a, like, I, I tweeted this, it reminded me of Nixium, like a cult of like, what is Jen mm-hmm. Shaw? Like, Jen Shaw threw the, that $1,500 pair of shoes over the boat, and we're not even talking about that anymore. Like, what magical realm of power does this Jen Shaw have? That these ladies, every time you think the attention will go Jen Shaw's way, it goes in a completely different direction. And it always shocks me. It's like, that's why this season of Salt Lake reminds me of a David Lynch movie. It's like beautiful. There are certain moments that I just really move me. But I don't understand what the hell is going on half the time. And I don't need to, I guess. I just enjoy the ride.
1: Yeah, the interesting thing with Salt Lake right now is what we're seeing play out, uh, you know, is a story involving a woman who has was on last season, during last season, was arrested and indicted for a series of federal crimes revolving around fraud. And yet no one is contesting her performative anger as suspect. And what is so fascinating is, like, the idea that Jen Shaw would be allowed by the rest of her cast to present pick a lane. You're either on my side or not, without allowing some nuance in there of, like, what does it mean to be on Jen's side right now? Like, what's the cost of that?
0: It's like, ride or die. It has to be ride or die. There's a lot of guys. You can... There's other options besides ride or die. You can like ride a little bit and then you can get off the bike. Like, guys, it's not just that's not how life works. But Jen Shaw puts it in these terms and it's this weird sort of uh, inoculation or almost like um, what's that thing when um, uh, a captor you sympathize with your captor? Uh, oh, Stockholm
1: Syndrome Stockholm maybe? Syndrome
0: it almost feels like a Stockholm Syndrome where like Meredith is even like well I guess I'm not a good CEO of the fun police fun fun police <laughs> she's like laughing about these highly damaging argumentative scenes where you would think every time that Jen would be in the corner just appreciating the air she's breathing and like coming to terms with what is happening and maybe even making up for some of the mistakes she's even made with these ladies remember Jen Shaw is one of the people in the first scene season that actually introduced the idea of Meredith fucking half of New York. Like that mm. was coming from her directly as well. Yet she's escaped that. And it's all goes to Lisa Barlow because of that hot mic moment, which is brilliant. But once again, Jen, like to me, Jen Shaw is so Trumpian in so many ways. And I know I'll probably get hate for that, but it's just like magically. It's just I don't know. Like it, it just so confuses me. Because she just keeps up with it. There's never, it's like an actor choosing a different tactic. Jen always chooses the same tactic. She'll move for a second and be malleable, but then she'll always go back to, she'll default to this anger yelling.
1: She's the human equivalent of three-card Monty. She's the like look over here yes! and then I'm doing all this. Where's the weren't you taking a photo of that
0: moment? Oh shit. You, you know right? what? This photo. This photo. By the way, this photo never just ruined our relationship. Never, photo never ruined our relationship.
1: Literally in yeah. the middle of me talking. Hey guys, he uh, if anybody wants a, a copy
0: of that photo? Please uh <laughs> please mail me $5. That'll be to- a premium tier on
1: Patreon. Thank you so much. Um yeah, I think that there's there's a little bit of a bait and switch here that I think that the women are choosing not to see or are seeing and are just making other choices for reasons we don't understand. But I do think it's going to make for a very interesting reunion, regardless of whether or not Jen's actually in attendance. Well, that's what I
0: was going to add. Do you think Jen Shaw should be at the reunion?
1: Well, I don't know what being at the reunion means if you're Jen Shaw, um, a.k.a. Just light, some production. light
0: cleaning. I don't know. Yeah.
1: No, no, but I <laughs> I think that... um. I think it's entirely possible she'll be there for an act. I would be surprised if she was there for the entire time, but I also don't think that would be a necessarily unexpected option if if they're interested in her um, taking that on. But I also think obviously the separation that they uh, mandated with her not being allowed to attend BravoCon I think was the right one. And so I think when it comes to Jen, a little bit of Jen goes a long way. Um, and so my, I would think that she'll be there for a part of it, but I, I would be surprised if she was there the whole time.
0: But even watching her social media presence, right. You know, cause guys, I always think of the show in two formats. It's the show and then the show behind the show, which is social media. Yeah. And she's getting into it with Lisa Barlow still like as right. of yesterday. And I'm like, wow, like this is wild. Like you want to keep this going. And, and last week I had on my podcast podcast a lady that actually served two years in Danbury prison where Jen potentially would go. And it was so fascinating. You guys, she told, she took us through the experience. And at a point there were times where I was like, and she had watched salt Lake and and there's a time she's like, yeah, I think, you know, if Jen plays her cards, right, she could really do well in prison. And I don't mean that in a joking way. I mean that she was talking about, communicating sure. with other prisoners, ha- being on the right side, having people stand Alliances, up. for Exactly. Power. Having yeah. people stand She goes, you know, Jen Strategy. could play this the right way, but they were even, she was telling me just interesting facts of even like putting money on the books. Like you can only buy the hair color that you naturally have wow. because they would consider that ch- trying to change your look, which would potentially make, try to make you escape or something like that. Like you, you only, so like it's going to be wild in terms of like even beauty products and things like that, that you can get, But she was telling me like they all but they all celebrated each other's birthday in there and the correction Mm -hmm. officers were either your best friend or your worst enemy on the day. Mm -hmm. But like it seemed like she's like she can do it. But this girl only did it for two years. And I think Jen's going to have to do it for a long lot more. But it'll be very interesting because I'd never thought about that. Of like, you know what? Maybe she might. I don't I don't mean this in a joking way. There is elements of she could thrive in certain ways if she actually admitted the truth to herself and looked. I mean, truly looked inward like you were talking about earlier, how you look inward at these characters on these shows.
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think we'll see what happens. And I, obviously, the reunion, or I don't know if this is obvious, but the reunion will have recorded by the time the sentencing um, takes place. I don't know when that will play out when it comes to like uh, when these episodes are going to air, but I think it's going to be an interesting situation. And I'm honestly curious as to, how Jen has reacted in a way on the show and in real time that is incredibly uh, surprising, again, to use the word, to people who would expect, yeah, even at the most basic sense some sort of humbling or humility, even if you don't believe it, just to play to the court. She's going, she's veering left in an entirely different direction. So I don't know what's going to happen when it comes to actual sentencing date, but
0: like, I think, I I think she's super like, dude, she's super funny. She has great tat. Like she has great lines. She gives good, she gives good
1: successful criminals are, they have she, to that's be charismatic. That's that, how that's you a, carry she out. She gives, she gives
0: good talking head. Like right. she's like, she's so good at this but that but i'm saying that's why you guys like that's what she's actually being accused of yeah like she's you have to be so charming for you over have a to decade this. right but, but i always question once we do know the gig is up what are we standing at this point like so we're standing that she has a couple good lines each like scene and that she yells like what are we like i always question myself of like when i really start to love a character on a show like what i'm standing and usually I go more towards like the like the Carl. I'll stand Carl all day long because I'm like, man, this guy's actively working on himself. You know, in my yeah. or I'll stand Sutton because I felt she stood up to Erica Jane this season instead of cowering after last season's tongue lashing. I always mm-hmm. look for those characters. But then I, I give room. What is so great about Bravo and fandom is that. It takes all kinds, you know, people that their favorite is Lisa Rinna and Erica Jane. Their favorite is Jen Shaw. But I do sometimes wonder with Jen Shaw at this point, what are we standing? The elephant has no, or the the emperor has no clothes and the elephant has no clothes as well. Both (laughs) have no clothes.
1: Well, when it comes to the idea of like she's so charismatic, she's such a good uh, you know, she's uh such a fun friend, which I think many people in her cast still feel that's the interesting thing um that I find myself fascinated by the ways that like Meredith and Heather especially really focus on how fun Jen is, how charismatic she is, how funny she is, and I just think like it's so interesting they're not connecting the dots there of like yeah, you're you're the that person that you're friends with and you continue to be friends with is really fun but like why are we not thinking about how she's been using that fun in her Job life, it, that that they refuse to connect it, and well, it, I think or or, or
0: do they or do they refuse to have those tough conversations?
1: Or they they might, and this is just the performance of how we're going to talk about her in the press because we know she's not going to be a part of this show for. Yeah, much is longer. it is it
0: just a waiting game? So they're like, oh, we'll put yeah, up it with it be. now,
1: and that's not me criticizing it. It's just yeah, that could be.
0: That's why it's so bizarre. Like even after Angie uh, Angie K, the shoes get thrown over, champagne on the head, and then at the mm-hmm. dinner, the last thing i expected to hear of like angie k i accept your apology i'm like what wait wait what about the 1500 shoes what about the <laughs> i was well maybe that's why away. she's doing it she's oh, doing course. it for control
1: she's of doing course. it for distraction she's doing that to keep that person that she just fucked over keep them in line i mean of course it's a fascinating conversation and ryan bailey we're, we're gonna, gonna continue it to me. To me. i, I knew 10. you were gonna do i knew you were
0: trying to wrap it up Listen,
1: I, it's a to me content. I've got two more hours in me, baby. Let's go.
0: <laughs> I want, no. Let's exhaust it. Well, listen,
1: we're going to have a moment, okay? Uh Which oh, people I see can get tickets there. for by going to moment.co slash Andy's
0: Is it true if I'm a Patreon member, I get a discount or I get, what, what do I get if you I'm on your what, Patreon? Ryan?
1: I'm so glad you asked that because if you are an Andy's Girls Patreon member, you get exclusive access to tickets to this phenomenal show, and your early bird discount code and access to tickets expires on Wednesday, the fourteenth of December. Not January,
0: 1:00. like she said earlier uh, in the, the, the episode. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> at
1: one o'clock Eastern Standard Time, when general admission tickets become available,
0: and- should we do like a should we do like a song? Should we do like a, like a Do You yeah. Hear the People Sing? Yeah the songs of angry men
1: yes i'm into that yeah do your little lolo- les mis they want to think of the miserable wait, 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 is wait, wait, wait. what we want them to be thinking
0: could we do uh Javier like out in the darkness a fugitive running fallen from grace Genshaw? god be my witness i never shall yield sorry you're gonna cut this out you know,
1: I'm more of a Sondheim girl myself, but I'm really... Dot, dot, dot,
0: dot, 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 dot,
1: Where's that camera? This would be the
0: moment to oh, record. Wait.
1: Okay, he's got the camera out. Guys, you should get your cameras out, too, and get tickets to that show. Again, the Andy's Girls Live New Beginnings 2023 Kiki, which we've talked about ad nauseum. Um, speaking of talking about things ad nauseum, that 70 minute plus Bethany and Jeff and Andrew Cohen Patreon exclusive bonus episode talking about that iconic watch what happens live is up on the AG Patreon you can access that bonus episode and so much more by joining the Patreon now at patreon.com slash Girls. Ryan Bailey tell the folks where they can follow you join your Patreon listen to episodes of so bad it's good
0: well thank you um, Sarah um, uh, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey I do four to five episodes a week it's a lot but it is a uh, high I love this with more that I've loved this more than anything I've ever done in my life. And I'm so lucky to be able to do this. Uh, now there's no joke in this, but there are long, these are long form episodes. There's timestamps. Like today I did like 35 minutes on some pop culture stories. And then, uh, our guest today was Demois and Demois did a bunch of pop culture stories, talked about her book, tomorrow I'm having another great pop uh, culture expert on we'll we'll be talking about the White Lotus uh, season finale Fabulous. there'll be spoilers we'll talk about some other things and then it gets deeper into Bravo I'll be on Wednesday doing a Salt Lake City recap and I'm talking a moment one to like the it's like a full wow. sc- one man production like a Christmas Carol where I play all the parts and I'm actually really <laughs> excited about this episode so go subscribe to it there's also a Patreon I put out a lot of free content so for five bucks a month you get access to 300 episodes that have never been on the main feed plus a lot of just different goofy things like we did the patreon uh live video thing but uh but but by the way go actually put that money towards the show at moment (laughs) january 5th the patreon will always be there and hello patreon baddies i love you guys um so yeah that's it and and follow me on instagram for silly memes
1: Love that! What a moment that we are going to have with so many of you. We hope on January fifth, uh, guys. Did I say Instagram at Dame Galley? You know what to do. Um, Ryan Bailey, thanks so much for coming back on. To be continued. I'm so excited. I'm so. I'm
0: so excited. I mean, you can tell. I've been excited this whole hour. So this is the kind of energy I'll be bringing. To 2023 and to this moment we're about to have on January 5th.
1: Oh, my God. We can't stop saying moment because we love it so much. <laughs> on that note, guys, hope you're all doing okay. Get your tickets now if you're a Patreon member. And if not, enjoy getting those tickets on the 14th at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> In the meantime, momentco girls We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye.